Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor once again to be here with you. And it, it was interesting today because I'm, I'm actually back in Turks and Caicos and I'm here for a week, just getting some stuff together, organizing some things. And I landed on Saturday. I was traveling from Friday to Saturday. So it's a bit of a long haul. Sometimes I had an overlay in Toronto and I, the, the, the last couple of days have just been a whirlwind and I literally woke up this morning going, wow, okay, my radio show is today and I have no idea what I'm talking about, what is meant to come in. And I was in a really deep, peaceful place around that. Normally those kinds of things, you know, back in the day would have gotten me really quite anxious and stressed. So I sat down and I just asked for some clarity, asked for some guidance. And the words that came was when things don't go as planned. And that's really been my experience (laughs) since the moment I arrived here in Turks and Caicos is nothing's going as planned. And I don't even know that I really had a plan, but clearly I had some expectation or some idea of what I would want to be doing uh, after being here two or three days. So today I want to talk about what to do when things don't go as planned. There's a a unique approach I'm going to take to it. I'm going to give you a unique perspective, more of a a spiritual soul perspective. And I'm going to give you some hands-on like tools that you can actually start to use right away and bring into your life and, and actually some action steps that can help you in those moments when you're going one way, expecting one outcome, and life takes a, takes a turn, and you all of a sudden find yourself on a detour, or you find yourself in a total redirection, or life bumps up against some of your leftovers, or literally the universe feels like it's closing a door that you thought were, was opening. These are all the ways that we can experience life not going as we planned. This morning I was tuning in and I was meditating and I realized I had been here since Saturday. So today's Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days. And I have not, I didn't get into the ocean yet. I hadn't gone down to the ocean. I hadn't snorkeled. I hadn't swam. I hadn't even dipped my toes. I I didn't even stand my feet on the beach. This is the first time coming to Turks and Caicos that that hasn't happened on the first day or at least the next day. Sometimes if I come in really late and I need to get groceries and set myself up, sometimes I don't get it on the first day, but I always get to the beach the next day. The beach for me here, stepping into the ocean and just kind of landing here is very therapeutic. Standing on the beach, I, I do, every time I go to the beach, I stand and I connect to all the elements. And I feel a real gratitude and, and appreciation for the miracle of, of what 
brought me here and what brings us here each each time and just the gift that this place is it's such a scrumptious place on this beautiful earth and for me the moment i land even before i land and i start to see the turquoise waters i can see the reef because there's a reef that surrounds the all the islands and the moment i see that in the air in the airplane i instantly feel a shift in my energy and the moment we land it feels like kind of coming home and it's like an instant scrub the energy here on the islands is quite incredible there's five natural vortexes energy vortexes five that i've discovered and one big one on our property where we'll be building the healing center the experience of coming here and feeling that energy is really powerful but for me as well standing at the shoreline on the beach with my feet in the water and my feet kind of sinking with each wave that comes my feet sinking further and further into the sand creates a experience of grounding that's just really really profound compared to what i experience in other places i'm really meant to do i really feel in my heart i'm meant to do some really powerful healing work here not just for myself but bringing people down and that's why the healing center is coming in now when you land in a caribbean island and you come and you're trying to do the things that you would normally do in in canada or wherever you're from it's a different experience altogether. Things definitely don't go as planned. And I find that the more I have a plan, the more things don't go as planned. So the one thing that I really need everyone to hear first is who's making your plan? Who decided your plan? A few weeks ago, I did a radio show on the human self and your divine self, the difference between your ego, your human self, and your divine self. And if you didn't get that, if you didn't listen to that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it because it gives you kind of a bit of a, a different perspective as well that would relate to what I'm going to be sharing today. The first thing I want you to recognize is, number one, your life is your classroom. And when you can look at your life as your classroom, it's basically a classroom for your healing, a classroom for expanding, a classroom for awakening. It's a classroom for healing your human self. It's a classroom for healing your relationship to your ego self and creating awareness around that. It's a classroom for awakening your divinity and embracing and embodying your divinity. And it's a classroom for expanding your soul. When you look at life that way, we can accept those things that come onto our path and process them in a different way. We can understand that life is happening for us, through us, as us. Not life is happening to me. Life is happening to us. That's that victim mentality. That's the ego. When we realize that life is not happening to me, but for me, through me, and as me, that's the experience we can have when we shift toward living oneness. When we look at life as our classroom, we'll find meaning in the moment sometimes, which I call present moment hindsight. 
we can find meaning for those obstacles that are on our path. We can find meaning for the doors that are closing. We can find meaning when things don't go our way or as planned. We can find meaning. We can be open to finding meaning and purpose. Because the truth is, if something is on your path, it is purposeful. It is serving a purpose one way or another. On a human level, with your human self, you may not understand that there's purpose. You may not have the perspective and the ability to identify what the purpose is. But I guarantee you, if it's on your path, it's purposeful, whatever it looks like. Whether that is an illness, cancer, whether that is a car accident, whatever it is, there is a greater purpose. On a human level, we don't always have an understanding. And that's where people really get stuck. Because on a human level, we want to know why. We want to understand. We want to make sense of things. Sometimes things will not make sense. And sometimes we will find meaning and purpose in the moment. Other times, we'll discover the meaning and purpose after the fact. In other words, sometimes we have present moment hindsight, and sometimes we have hindsight after the fact. What it requires in order to have the perspective that our life is our classroom is we're basically developing deep trust and blind faith. On our human self, in our humanness, We are walking with deep trust and blind faith. If we're not walking with those things, we're walking beside the ego and we're in a place of feeling like a victim of circumstances and like blame, you can blame yourself or blame others, we'll judge what's happening, we'll resist what's happening. It's really painful and there's a lot of suffering. So I want to share some more tools with you today, some more ideas, perspectives that will help you manage and respond to life, will help you navigate when the shift hits the fan. And some of you know that that's one of my books, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan. So some of the tools I'm going to be sharing with you today are in that book, and some of them You'll just hear fresh and new in this moment. Number one, life is your classroom. Try that on if you haven't already. Sit with it, marinate in it, integrate it, invite it, allow it. Let it fill your mind with an idea or possibility that that is true. My life is my classroom. And if it's on my path, it's purposeful. Number two, I talk about the five A's, the four A's, the five A's, depending on which book you read. I keep adding A's. Maybe there's six A's now, but I'm only talking about three. Acceptance, accepting what is, doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you can appreciate it. Doesn't mean you're, you're happy about it. But start with acceptance. When you create awareness and you have an awareness that my life is my classroom and that something is on my path and is purposeful, then you have awareness first and then acceptance. Most people skip acceptance. If you don't accept what is, doesn't mean you want to accept what is and you don't want it to change. That's not it at all. It means you can accept what is and you're open. When you resist what is, resistance expands. You'll feel more 
pain and suffering, you'll have more resistance. You'll have that bigger gap between your mind and your heart. And I talk about resistance being the gap between what you think in your head and what you know in your heart. The further away the mind is from the heart, the bigger the gap, the bigger the resistance. So when you practice awareness and you practice acceptance, then you can just make peace with what is, even if you don't like it. If you can get to the third A that I'll share is appreciation. If you can get to appreciation and gratitude, and it might be gratitude, not so much like, I'm so glad this is happening. You probably wouldn't get there if if you're resisting or if you're not happy with what's happening or if you're not happy with the outcome. When you allow for appreciation to come in, it could be, I'm grateful that I have enough awareness or I'm living with enough awareness that I can actually find peace in this. I can find peace in the chaos. I can stay grounded in it. I can stay centered in it. I'm grateful for the awareness. I appreciate that I have the awareness. So whatever it is you can find appreciation for and move into that state of gratitude. A grateful heart is an open heart. A grateful mind is an open mind. You can invite in curiosity there as well. So the third one is be open to anything, be attached to nothing. These are two principles that I teach in my book, Heart-Led Living, 10 Principles That Shift Consciousness from Head to Heart. Be open to anything, be attached to nothing are two of the principles. They go well together. Now, they may kind of feel like they're conflicting, but they're not. They actually, they're quite a beautiful marriage between the two. When you're open to anything and you allow the universe to lead you, to guide you, when you let your heart guide you, direct you, when you're not making decisions from your head and processing everything through the filters of the mind, which are all fear-based programming, all limited programming and limited perspectives, when we can choose to lead with the heart. There are times we can bypass the mind, bypass those limitations, bypass the fear-based programming. And that's where we need deep trust and blind faith again. Because sometimes the guidance that comes in is going to not make sense in our heads. So when you're open to anything, you let go of everything you think you know everything you think you don't know, you let go of your plan, your human idea of your plan, the ego's idea of your plan, whatever it is, and you surrender to the grand plan. You surrender to the divine plan. You let your heart lead you and let that unfold. So when we're open to anything, we also allow for any spiritual redirection. If the universe is guiding us towards something and we've decided in our mind that we're going toward that in order to achieve that outcome or achieve that goal or be successful in that piece, follow that path all the way to the end, if that's what you decide in your mind, then a made-up mind is already a closed mind. If you've made up your mind that the guidance that came through leading you towards something is because you're meant to reach the finish line, then your mind is not open. 
your mind has already decided. So when you stay open to anything, you will be open to any spiritual redirection. So what's happening in our life classroom, especially right now, because everything, all the energy, global energy is rising, expanding in ways that have never, we've never experienced before on this earth, in this plane. And it's actually really exciting. But it's really challenging because what will happen is we're guided to move towards something. And in the past, we may have been guided to move towards something and it took us a little longer to learn our lesson. So the universe kept us on that path and we kind of came to the end of it, maybe achieved that piece and came to the finish line for that perceived path. Now what's happening, especially those that are conscious, that are awake, that are making choices, that are really letting the divine lead, that are those that are living life by divine, what's happening is we're getting those lessons quicker. So you may be guided to move towards something and then you get the lesson and and spirit's like, okay, you're done. Now go to the right. And if your mind is like, but, 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 but I thought I was going here, but I thought I was going to get my degree, but I thought I was going to complete this course, but I thought I was going to do this all the way to the finish line. And spirit's like, well, if you really want to, you could, but you're, you're wasting time and energy. You don't need that because you already got the lesson. Remember, life is our classroom. When we get the lesson we need, when we get the lesson we need at the level of the heart, the level of the soul, we'll get redirected. So we need to be wide open to anything. And that leads to being attached to nothing. If you get guidance to move towards something and you become attached to achieving it, or you become attached to completing it, then your mind is closed. And you'll feel resistance when the redirect comes, or you'll miss the redirect altogether. And again, you can't get it wrong, so it's not a right or wrong path. You'll stay on that path longer than you meant, you're meant to, longer than you need to, because you already got the message, you already got the lesson, but your human self wants to stay there longer. Your ego is convincing you you need to achieve this or complete it or get to the finish line. And it's not necessary. So we end up wasting time and energy. Spirit, the divine is working very efficiently through us now compared to before. And the reason for that is we're at a really pivotal choice point for humanity. I know many of you are feeling it. I know many of you are feeling the call. I know many of you are feeling the discord. I know many of you are witnessing what's going on in the world and seeing the shifts that are happening. They are happening at a very quick quick and rapid rate. And what that means is we need to learn our lessons the quickest way possible. Especially those that are asking for healing, especially those that are on a path of awakening, especially those that are on a path towards being, becoming enlightened in this lifetime. And enlightenment, enlightenment for me is being in alignment. The moment you're in alignment, you're enlightened. It's not getting you somewhere. It's in that moment that you're in alignment with spirit, with the divine. That is a moment of enlightenment. When you are on that path, when you're asking for healing, when you're saying, I'm willing to see, I'm willing to hear, I'm willing to know, show me the way, when you're devoting your life to be of service to the divine, to work through you as you, it is not an easy path. 
people always think the path to awakening or enlightenment is going to be this like moment where you're sitting under a tree and the clouds part and the sun you know, shines down on you and a rainbow comes out and, and like you hear this, the music in the background, like, oh, it's like, it doesn't work that way. In Adi Ashanti's book, The End of Your World, he talks about enlightenment being a destructive process. We're basically like breaking down everything, crushing, breaking busting out all the foundations we've been standing on in our humanness. And in that process, it's very destructive. It's like doing a big, crazy renovation of your life on every level, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, energetically, physically, all of it. A big, huge renovation. In, the, in your humanness, your human self is being renovated, your ego self is being renovated, your divine self is being renovated, and your soul is expanding as a result. Or if you want to look at it, the divine is expanding as a result. Because we're all one with that, one divine source. So this week, I was planning to talk about living oneness. That was my plan. It wasn't coming in, it wasn't coming in, it wasn't coming in. So I let it go. And then I had no topic. And then a few other ideas came in, and then again, I had no topic. And then when I arrived here in Turks and Caicos, I landed, and my internet was supposed to be working and turned back on, and everything should have been functioning well. I arrived, it was late, they were already closed, and my internet was not working. Now, I, I work from my computer and my phone, and having an internet connection is essential for me to do my work. So I had no internet. I, I discovered my ceiling was leaking again, which it had been repaired uh, five times now since I moved in here. And... A whole bunch of things happened around that. Nothing was going as planned. Trust me, nothing was going as planned. So on Monday morning when everything opened, the things that I was supposed to be doing, I wasn't what I thought I planned to do. I didn't do because all my air conditioning unit wasn't working either suddenly. So it was really hot here. It's 30 degrees outside. Inside my condo, it's like... I don't know, it was more than 30. It was probably close to 40 degrees Celsius or 86 Fahrenheit for those of you that are in the Fahrenheit world. I It was hot. And I don't complain about heat because I'm usually cold, so I like it down here when it's hot. But it was hot. So the first night I had no AC and I was sweating and I was literally like on the bed, like not even wanting to touch my sheets, but I had to be lying on the bed. So all of these things kind of spiraled and all these things happening. Normally when I come, I go get a bit of groceries, I get some water and I go down to the beach and I stand on the beach. I get my feet in the sand and the water and I sit and just take a moment of gratitude. I hadn't done that because I had all these things I needed to deal with. The AC guy came on the Sunday. Thankfully he came on Sunday. So I was there with him that day. I was back. He was back and forth 
I was making phone calls. And of course, then Monday morning, I had to go in and figure out my internet and I had to go all do these other things I wasn't expecting. They weren't part of my plan. But surprisingly, I was rolling with it. I was very open and curious and just taking the steps that were in front of me, taking one step at a time. And it wasn't until this morning that I actually realized, like I said earlier, I have not been to the beach yet. I have not stepped my feet in the ocean. I have not really landed and said, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this beautiful classroom. Thank you for this gorgeous backdrop. Thank you for this opportunity. The other thing that I had, I wasn't attached to it. I had a curiosity. There was part of me was like, oh, maybe I'll go to Turks and Caicos. Maybe I'll be writing my next book because I have another uh, three books coming in, but this next one is due soon. And so little part of me was like, I thought I'd be writing by now or at least doing some extra work. I haven't really got onto my computer and done a lot of my work over the weekend because there was just so many little details I had to deal with. And nothing was going as planned. Nothing at all. <laughs> Not a, nothing was going as planned. And I really needed to let go and accept. Now, in the past, I would have had more stress and anxiety. In the past, I would have been more worked up by it. I would have had a reaction, but I didn't. I was quite grounded and aware. I was practicing acceptance and just like that in my nature now, I tend to accept. It's kind of more my nature. So it shifted everything for me just by the way I respond to everything that was going on. I want to talk a little bit more. So we've talked so far about life is your classroom. The second step is the awareness, acceptance, and appreciation. The third step is be open to anything, be attached to nothing. This also allows, before we go to a break, I just want to talk about this. The, the three A's that I'm mentioning now also allow for the experience of curiosity. When you are curious, a curious mind is an open mind. So when you allow yourself to go into that state of awareness, accepting what is, appreciation for the awareness or appreciation for the ability to accept, then there's an opening for curiosity. When we are in a state of curiosity, we can shift. There's three, three kind of stages of curiosity that I talk about. And these ones I talk about in my book, Heart Led Living. The first one is, I don't know, and it's okay. I don't know why this is happening. I don't understand this and it's okay. When you accept, goes back to acceptance. When you can be curious with acceptance, there's an opening. So that's the first stage. The second stage is I don't know, but I'm curious. So that's keeping the curiosity going, keeping it kind of brewing on purpose, purposely inviting curiosity so that you can keep your mind open. Because a curious mind has no judgments. You can't have curiosity and judgment together, although the ego tries to do that sometimes. It's a matter of keeping an open mind, a curious mind without judgment. 
The third part of curiosity or being curious is I don't, I do not know. And I'm glad. So I don't, I do not know. And I, and it's okay. So that's acceptance. I do not know, but I'm curious. That's still an opening. And then I do not know. And I'm glad you will come to a point where you're actually glad not to have a plan because when you have a plan and you're attached, you set yourself up for disappointment. You set yourself up for judgment. You set yourself up for blame. You set yourself up for resistance. You set yourself up for a whole boatload of stuff. And the eagle loves, loves, loves it when we have a plan. So I often ask people when they have a plan is that your plan, as in your human self or your ego self, or is it the divine plan? Is it your divine, your soul plan? Who is making this plan? Who's deciding what's meant to be on your path? Because if you're deciding in your humanness, then it's limited. And if you're allowing your divinity to guide you and lead you in your humanness, then you have no attachment to any plan. You can move towards something and you can be open to a redirect and you can follow the breadcrumbs wherever that leads. And there's a curiosity and a wonderment. And one of the other principles from heart-led living is expect miracles. When you're in curiosity and wonderment, you're open to anything, you're attached to nothing, you can expect miracles. And miracles that are mind-blowing miracles. Like a lot of the stuff that's happening down here in Turks and Caicos, like the retreat, how the retreat center came in. Um, We were on Caribbean Life for HGTV. There was a lot of different things that came in that were really miraculous and things that I couldn't have planned and figured out. But when I allowed the plan to unfold the way it was meant to, it really opened us up to all these different miracles. And that will happen for you as well. If it's not already happening, that will happen for you as well. So we're going to take a short break and I'm going to add, I'm going to talk about two more of these steps that help you on your path when things don't go your way or things don't go as planned. These are some more things that you can do. We'll be right back. Heart-Led Living Intuition Academy with Sue DeMay is a unique, unschooling experience designed to unwind, clear, and align your intuitive channel. And the doors are open for you now. Experience unwavering faith and deep trust in your intuition as you strengthen your connection to source, allowing you to walk through every moment with more peace, confidence, clarity, and certainty. Experience this deep personal transformation with Sue's guidance, including the option to share what you learn as a certified intuitive coach. This is your time to unwind and reprogram your mind, to rebuild your foundation and realign with your intuitive heart. Enrollment is now open. Apply today at heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Again, that's heartledliving.com forward slash intuition academy. Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and my name is Sue Dumay. I'm your host. 
I am talking today about what to do when things don't go as planned. And the first three I was talking about is using life as your classroom, walking with deep trust and blind faith, and understanding that if it's on your path, it's purposeful. The second perspective is to be aware, to accept, and to appreciate what is on your path as much as you can. And then the third was to be open to anything, be attached to nothing, and spirit tacked on, expect miracles, one of the other principles there as well. And then the fourth one I'm going to be talking about is processing your triggers, using your resistance and your triggers as a friend to help point you inward to where you still need to heal. So I was talking about before the break how I'm down here in Turks and Caicos and things didn't go as planned. When I came here, all of these different detours happened and I found myself doing a lot of different things and, and being quite full. Normally, there's quite spaciousness in my, in my schedule down here, of course, because I don't have all my animals and I don't have my kids, I don't have my husband, I don't have everything else that goes on at home. And it, there wasn't spaciousness. There was a lot of things on my plate and a lot of things to get done. So I just, you know, accepted and kind of went on my merry way and completed those things and moved through those. So the one thing that did happen is the water damage again. So our rain was coming in to our condo and more damage in the cupboards. And so I noticed there was water damage. That was Saturday when I arrived. And then when I woke up Sunday morning, I had a cold sore. Now, there's a few things about cold sore thing. My, my body's quite sensitive because I use my body in the way of my work and my intuitive gift creates a sensitivity. So I have a sensitive model of a body, let's say that. And it's purposeful because it actually allows me to tap in and tune into people's energies, people's physical bodies. I feel things. I can sense cancer in their body. I can sense emotional energy that's trapped. I can sense old dense energy from a past trauma that's still present and help them move through it. So I feel that in my body and in their body in the experience when I join with my clients. When I have that high sensitivity in the work, I'm keeping I'm keeping that sensitivity open. So there's a bit of a vulnerability. I'm working on that. It's becoming less and less because as my body becomes stronger, I'm, he- I'm doing a lot of healing because I had a lot of trauma growing up and a lot of abuse, abused my body a lot with alcohol and drinking and um, drugs and anorexia and all that kind of stuff. So I've done a lot of healing in the last nine or so years with my physical body and my physical body is stronger than it's ever been, more solid than it's ever been. And it's a vehicle that's actually really supporting me in my work now where it still becomes sensitive is I still have some immune stuff going on. I still have my, my liver has a genetic disorder in my liver. So I haven't been guided to heal that. I've been guided to just manage it. And what happens when my immune system gets pushed in a direction, it's, it doesn't take much to shift it out of alignment. So my self-care is really extreme in some people's eyes, it's quite manageable in my eyes, but in some people's eyes, they would say it's extreme. So when I woke up in the morning, my first response was, what what did I have? What did I do? Why do I have a cold sore? What happened? And the, (laughs) the second thought that came in is, 
I have a high school reunion next weekend and I don't want to have a cold sore. So that my ego came in and the whole vein thing came in and it's like, oh my God, I don't want a cold sore and go to a high school reunion. I haven't seen some of these people in 20 or 30 years. I don't want to have a cold sore. So I had to let that go. I had to forgive that. That's one of the ways to process your triggers is forgiveness. So I had to forgive those thoughts and forgive that fear. And then really tune into, okay, what is it that shifted my immune system to give, to bring this cold sore on? Was it emotional? Was it mental? Were my thought, where were my thoughts? Where were my emotions? And I started to kind of dig underneath it and just kind of explore it. And there was a little bit of me that was kind of fearing kind of the travel and getting here. And then on my way back, I'm actually going to the reunion. So there's a lot of travel and kind of busyness in that. And so there was a little bit of that. I could feel that anxiety. So I cleared that. And then I felt when I tuned in, I'm like, there's something else. There's something else. And then I was pointed to my condo. And so I got up that morning and I was like, okay, something in the condo I need to look at. I didn't know what that meant, but I was open to it. And shortly after I opened up the appliance cupboard to bring out my kettle and make my bone broth and there was black mold. So it was black mold in the cupboard down along the wall where the leak was. So when I kind of got up above the cupboards, there was also some black mold there. So I had spent a whole 12 hours or so sleeping in a space that had black mold. And that's probably what led to my symptoms that I was feeling in the morning. So instead of reacting, I initially I was like, I, it, I didn't react the same way I would have in the past. Five years ago, six years ago, I was so afraid of my body. I was so afraid of putting anything toxic in it or being around anything toxic because my system was compromised so much. I didn't have the same fear. I had a moment of like frustration because this leak has been going onward for a while now. And, but I really kind of shifted right into forgiveness. It kind of just happened right into forgiveness and right into what would you have me do? So I asked her guidance, what would you have me do? And the thing I was guided to do was I had some mold stuff. I had some mold cleaner and different stuff. So I worked with that. I cleaned it up. And then I have an ozone unit, which is designed to take the oxygen out of the space and actually breaks. It actually gets rid of mold and mold spores and any organics in the room. People can use it for smoke smoking elimination. So if someone smoked in a room and it smells smoky, you could use an ozone unit to take away odors. So I plugged in the ozone unit, went away for a couple hours, let it run, let it do its thing. So I was guided just taking the steps that I was meant to take. Meanwhile, that morning I had planned to do certain things on my computer and to do certain work for my clients for, for the business mentoring that I'm doing. I had some things that I needed to do for them. And None of that happened. None of it happened because I had to be out of my place. And of course, then I had some other errands to run because there was other things I had to still follow up with, with the AC and with the, the ceiling. So nothing's been going as planned, but I was able to forgive. I was able to respond. 
I was able to take the steps that I was guided to take and I was able to process my triggers. There were few compared to what they would have been before. Now, your triggers are simply pointers to what's left over or what you need to heal. So when we use our triggers, we use resistance as a signal to go look inward, then we can actually heal what we need to heal and shift it and clear it. That's why I'm not reacting to all of these things, this cluster of challenges. I'm not reacting the same way I used to or I would have because I've done this work. I do my heart work every day. I process my triggers all the time. Even little triggers, like something small, I will breathe through it, feel into it. Where do I feel it? Where's the density? What's the emotion? I explore it. I let myself feel it. I give myself permission to create some space around it. And then I invite it to move. I invite the understanding that I need to be brought to my heart, and then the rest can go. So I process it. There's a whole system of being able to process it. And this is what I teach in the Intuition Academy. So if you really want to learn how to go from living in fear to being in, in love with life and being able to respond to life versus react to life, if you want to clear your intuitive channel and really be in alignment more often than you're not, then the Intuition Academy is the way to do that. So it's systematically kind of unwinding and breaking down your foundation of fear, healing your mind, unwinding the mind, unschooling, unlearning, unprogramming everything that's no longer serving you, and getting you into an alignment in a way that will allow you to meet your life, to be in your life classroom, and to meet these challenges with more grace, certainty, confidence, deep trust, and blind faith. It is a, it's a miraculous. This course is really quite miraculous in the way that it's, it's been channeled through the last three or four years. So all the lessons are channeled. And when I deliver them, the messages in the way that they're delivered, it's systematically unwinding your mind and aligning you with your intuitive heart, opening that intuitive channel. And you'll be able to meet life in a different place. You'll be able to stand more solid and more centered even when there's chaos around you. Imagine being the calm within the storm. That's another thing that happened last night. We had a, a snow, um, a snowstorm, a rainstorm, a torrential rainstorm, thunder, lightning, all of that. And the power went out. So it's been interesting. So I wasn't sure this morning if I was going to have any internet. I'm borrowing my neighbor's internet right now. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to even do this show. So there was a real surrender over and over and over again. And that is step five. So process your triggers, step four. Step five is surrender. Surrender your plan. Surrender your attachments. Surrender what you thought it should or shouldn't look like. Surrender any and all and all pieces you can. <laughs> when you surrender and you believed you surrendered, surrender again, and surrender again, and surrender again. The next time a thought comes up, surrender it again. Next time a trigger comes up, process it, surrender, drop into it, sink into it. Allow yourself some space. 
And when we surrender our plan, our human plan or the idea of our human plan in exchange for the divine plan, the divine plan for our life, that's when the true miracles can come. That's when we can really make the greatest difference and have the greatest impact in the shortest amount of time. So I invite you, when things don't go as planned, to practice these ideas, to bring in these steps, and to allow yourself to really sink in and surrender to what is. When you can surrender your plan and and accept what is, when you can surrender to what is, it's not giving up. It's not giving in. It's saying yes to the divine. It's saying yes to the divine plan. It's saying yes to what's meant to be on your path. It's saying yes to the lessons. It's saying yes to healing. It's saying yes to expanding and doing the work you're meant to be doing in the world. It's saying yes to living the life that you're meant to be living now, not tomorrow. The life that you're meant to be living now. I guarantee most people on this planet are not living the life that they're meant to be living. And it's not wrong because spirit always meets us. The divine always meets us where we're at. And guides us from there. So it's never too late to pause and surrender and say, I do not know what this is for. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know what this is for. There's a lot of clusters. I'm in a, in a chaotic cluster right now. There's a lot of things going on. What would you have me do? And when you can surrender and allow the divine to work through you, to guide you, to lead you, to direct you, you know that you're actually serving the highest good for yourself and everyone else, everywhere, all together all at once. When we allow the divine to lead us, to guide our lives, to animate our life, to animate our humanness, then we're operating on behalf of everyone, including us. Our needs are met as well. The more you can surrender and allow the less resistance you will experience. And that has been my experience here with all of these clusters of things going on. And I've only shared about 40% of what's been happening here. There's a lot more going on. And I'm finding that my ability to meet life in those challenges, to meet those roadblocks, perceived roadblocks, to meet those bumps in the road or those walls or those closed doors or the unexpected. I can meet it with grace. I can meet it and stand solid and grounded and I can meet it and be this vessel for love. I can be in my humanness and embody my divinity at the same time. 
that's living oneness. I'm going to talk more. There's going to be down the road. I don't know when because spirit's plan, the divine's plan. There will be an episode on living oneness. When we are living in alignment, we are living oneness. In that moment of alignment, we are enlightened. In that moment of alignment, we are living oneness. And when we can meet our humanness and blend and embody our divinity, we're actually, and we'll have those experiences of oneness more and more. My goal is always to meet you in your humanness and remind you of your divinity. So I will meet you in those places where you have the hardest time facing. I can meet you in those dark spaces. I can meet you in those dark emotions. I can meet you in the trauma and the wounds of the past. I can meet you there, support you there with a compassionate witness and compassionate heart. And then I can reach my hand out and say, come with me. Let me show you the way. And the world needs more people, more way showers, because there's more people struggling and facing their dark shadows and facing their old traumas and facing in, in their lives and within themselves. They're facing a lot of things right now that they don't know how to navigate themselves. So if my message resonates with you, if you feel what I'm saying deep in your heart, if you know on some deeper level that you are a way shower, that you are a light worker, that perhaps you are a light leader, or perhaps you are a healer and you feel that there's something more you're meant to be doing, or perhaps you're an artist or musician or some other practitioner and you know that you're just scratching the surface of your gifts, then I invite you to reach out. Enrollment's open right now for the Intuition Academy, and I would be honored to walk you over the bridge to meet you in your humanness and remind you of your divinity so that you can stand in that place and be the lighthouse for somebody else, to be that beam or spark or glimmer of hope in their lives to go into the world and do your work, whatever that looks like, however that looks with more of the divinity working through you as a force for change, as a force for love. That's what the world needs right now. More of us to wake up and say, yes, I'm willing to play my part. I'm willing to play full out. I'm willing to clear as much of my stuff as I possibly can so that I can be the clear channel. I'm willing to let go of my plan and align with the divine plan. So this week, I'm going to invite you to look at life as your classroom. Number two, awareness, acceptance, appreciation. Number three, be open to anything, be attached to nothing, and expect miracles. Number four, process your triggers. See them as your friends, pointing to what you need to heal still. And number five, surrender and ask for guidance. 
surrender your plan, and ask to be guided and led in each moment. If you feel it in your heart to join us for the Intuition Academy, I will be offering a live classroom experience in the next week or two. So sign up for the open level membership. It's free to sign up and you'll receive notice. Or you can reach out to me directly through Facebook or through my website. And you can also, if you feel inclined, go to the Intuition Academy page on my website. You can find it there and take the guided tour. So I have a guided tour for you. You can always check it out and see what it's all about. And if you feel drawn to it, you can send in the application and let me know that you're interested in having the live experience, classroom experience with me. And I'll be doing intuitive readings and all that kind of stuff there in that experience. I want to thank you for coming and listening once again. And I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast replays, download them, keep them on your devices, use them again and again, whenever you need to use them as reminders. I need those reminders. There's often I will listen to my own episodes. I will listen to my own meditations because it's really the divine channeling through me. So in my humanness, it supports me and reminds me over and over again that alignment is my only goal. And the more and more I can be that clear channel for myself, the more and more I can be that clear channel for everyone. And it's in that place where we're of the highest service to everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. I thank you for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate you. I see you. I see the light in you. I see the potential in you. And I'm grateful to be on this path with you. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com. 